and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. Let's get you back guys, into this game. Are you guys synergizing your corporate uh, actualizations? Yeah, yeah. sure. I, ju- I, I, wanna... just got back... I just got back from a corporate leadership retreat this week, so I'm full of buzzwords. Well, oh, okay, you should be leading cool. us, then. Tell us what we should be I, doing. <laughs> I'm trying to, but Jeff keeps trying to interrupt me to go back to the game that I haven't set up yet because it happened before the show. No, came. I want to I just introduce the game immediately. I'm psyched to play it. <laughs> um, we're talking about weird flavored candies, and the subject of NECA wafers came up. I, like every sane adult, assumed that they were unflavored or possibly flavored with earwig honey, yeah. as they mentioned on uh, I feel on like in my mind they're a depression era candy where yes. sugar was enough of a treat for you that they didn't bother with any other flavors. Well, I wonder if they saved money on flavoring by just like waving the fruit over the vat of stuff. <laughs> oh, this is enough. Yeah, it's, um, okay. it's mostly maltodextrin with maybe a packet of sugar per vat. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to tell you guys the color, mm-hmm. and you guys need to come together and agree on what you think the flavor is, and then I'll tell you if you're correct, or if you're not, I'll tell you what it actually is. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We're going to start with normal flavors that are pretty easy, and then it's going to get crazier as we go. Number one, orange. Okay, that's got to just orange. be orange. Yeah, we agree. Okay, yes. Orange is orange. Yes, we did it. Okay. Number cool. two... Yellow. Banana. Pineapple. <laughs> uh, you know, I I'll think, go with banana. Yeah, banana's cheaper to have a flavor of, I believe. Okay. Man, you guys are fucking this up so bad so early. I know. Of course a Depression-era candy yellow is going to be lemon, the sweetest fruit they have uh, on time. <laughs> see, I assumed because we were getting weird that we would go with the yeah. second most popular yellow. It didn't well, get I, weird as fast as I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get weird later. It's still fairly normal. We have a few still to go through. Banana's pretty uh, normal. Yeah, banana's not bad, but I mean, I feel like these were created in, like, 1922. Before and, we like, had bananas in America. Yeah, bananas weren't invented until much later. <laughs> they were known as tree sausages at the time. <laughs> yes. What's a, what's a country that they're from? They were Colombian, Colombian tree fingers? <laughs> okay, number three, green. Uh, it's not going to be apple. That's too but modern. lime, lime seems like a weird choice. It does. It's got to it be, be mint. Oh yeah, maybe. I would expect the white one to be mint, like conversation hearts. Well, Smarties, it's definitely not mint. Hmm. What are the green fruits? Apple, lime. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's <Kiwi>. those. <laughs> it's not going to be kiwi. Uh, pear? <laughs> yeah, it's pear flavored. You know, bland <laughs> apple. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to say lime. What do you think? Yeah, let's go with lime. All right, lime. Correct. Yeah. Lime. Okay, cool. Lemon and None lime in the same candy. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm starting normal and getting weirder. How many, times How many more flavors are there for you to get weird, though? <laughs> we're, we're starting to get weird now with okay. what okay. we talked about before the show, which is brown. Chocolate. Okay. We know yeah, is we chocolate. We already know is chocolate. Yes, that's a free. Okay. That's the only one I was ever able to identify eating them as a child because it's so gross to have chocolate fav- flavored non chocolate candy. <laughs> Correct. Next, 
Oh, also, you remember the chocolate-flavored, like, uh, markers that smelled like chocolate? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, pretty good. Like, is this what chocolate smells like when you're not eating it? <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, have I never, like, w- waited long enough to smell my chocolate before shoving it in my mouth and it smells like this? Does this smell my chocolate, like, pull my finger? <laughs> no, it's definitely, definitely 100% not. Uh, okay, next, black. Oh, licorice. Licorice. I didn't hear what Louisa said. Licorice. We both oh, you said agree. licorice. Okay. Yeah. Yes, licorice. Okay, that's a oh, good. Right. That's good. I'm controversial. Licorice is a good flavor for candy to have. I don't remember any Necco flavors, but it must be an incredibly weak licorice if it doesn't yeah. make everything taste like licorice. Mm. Correct, and it is gross. <laughs> licorice is gross. Yeah. True. Um, okay, now we're getting a little bit silly with pink. Oh. <sighs> Uh, I is guess... Is it one flavor? It is one flavor, yes. Okay. Watermelon? Uh, I want to say raspberry. No, also, watermelon, though, that's too new. Raspberry, let's yeah, let's go with raspberry. Alright, raspberry. Wintergreen! No! Excuse me? Oh, no, duh! <laughs> yeah. The pink is the... Uh, I knew... <laughs> there are many candies where for inexplicably pink is a mint flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now that we know that that one is the mint one, what do you think white is? Uh, this one's cherry. gotta be coconut. <laughs> <laughs> cherry, yeah, let's go with cherry. Cherry. Cinnamon. Oh, what? That's <laughs> yep. crazy. Obviously sure pink is. and white should be switched. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely correct. All right, the last one and the craziest one, purple. It can't oh. be grape. That's too easy. No, that is too easy. But also, what could it possibly be? <laughs> prune. Yes. Prune flavored. Blueberry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, prune seems weird. What about plum? <laughs> yeah. What prunes are? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, plum. Plum. Clove. What? Oh, gross. <laughs> yep. So, our yep. NECA wafers, I don't know about their history, but I'm imagining now that they're just candy for smokers to eat so you can't smell smoke on them. No, they're candy from back when all the cigarette additives were the only flavors. <laughs> so, given that you guys now know the flavors, can you try to guess when they were invented? Uh, 1850. <laughs> Sorry, you broke up there for a second, Jeff? 1850. Yeah, you're breaking up at the same part every time. <laughs> 1850. 1850. 1850. You are almost exactly correct. Wow. It was 1847. Wow, oh, man. Good. Pre-Civil mm. War. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> so, so anyway, wait, that's I say pre-Civil game. War, but were they in the United States? Uh, they were invented in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Yes. okay. I didn't want to bring up the possibility that they were produced using uh, slave labor, but... Uh, I don't know when Boston stopped having slavery. <laughs> I think it was before that. <laughs> yeah, it was north. definitely before that. Uh, so they go in the group of uh, whorehound candy or barley sugar, which candies are the- no good, right? Hey, Boston. Hey, Boston, can we have a conversation about your candies? Because they're really whack and like... Yeah. You guys definitely had a molasses flood, so you guys have a really <laughs> fucked up candy thing going on for you. What is the yeah. candy Boston baked beans? I've never had it because I don't like the food it's named after. 
They're like little cinnamon. They're red hots, right? Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was some kind of like bean flavored ra- raisin. <laughs> thought they were like, like raisins apples? covered in, in chocolate or something weird. Like you know how raisins are dried grapes? These are dried beans. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's just oh, beans. That's so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You'd bite through the chocolate and then your teeth would crack. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so that's a fun game that we just came up with, Pretty and good. now... Necco wafers are only good for being shingles on a gingerbread house, and no other uses. How has no one come up with a tastier disc-shaped candy than Necco wafers? Mm, would you consider lifesavers Why? to be disc-shaped? I mean, they have a hole in the middle. What about, yeah. um, snow caps? Why those are people... more semi-dome shaped. Those mm-hmm. are like dome shaped. Yeah. They would be good shingles, though. You, what about those, like, chocolate blanks that you get at the craft store for making your uh, melting down to make your own chocolates? Yeah. Those are the same shape as snow caps. I would say those are uh, domes rather than They're discs. Kuvature wafers is their name, I believe. Ooh, chocolate coins. Oh, yeah, there that's a go. good one. But man, if you were trying to make a... Um, uh, if you're trying to make a, a gingerbread house with those, it would take you forever to unwrap them all. No, leave them wrapped. It's so fancy. <laughs> oh, the, 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 you eat foil. Listen, no one's eating a gingerbread house. It's garbage. <laughs> I I argue that if if your gingerbread house isn't a hundred percent edible, then it is not. It you fucked up. Strongly it's not agree. A I house. uh build it, take pictures of it, and eat it. <clears throat> Yes. No, it's too horrible to eat. You put a bunch of garbage in there because it just looked right. Louisa, no one wants to eat it, but you, you have, have to. to. If you want to do a gingerbread house, that is what—that's one of the stages. Yeah, you'll they get visited by the an- you'll get visited by the angel of death instead of Santa Claus if you don't eat your gingerbread house. It's true. That's in the Bible, Louisa. Look it up. <sighs> you have to coat the door with the blood of everyone who didn't participate in eating the gingerbread house. That's Wait, where the, the door... molasses comes in. The molasses the... you use for your gingerbread. The door on the gingerbread the... house, yes, Matt, obviously. Okay, I wasn't sure if you meant that or you're the door of the house in which you eat the gingerbread house. Well, I did mean the door of the house where you live uh, until you questioned it, and then uh. I changed my mind because that was funnier. Yeah, that is funnier, you're right. Louisa, tell us about what you did on the internet this week. Uh, not much. I did the thing where you get super excited because you go to a government <coughs> website. I have to renew my driver's license. And I go there because I can't remember where the DMV is. So it's the one that I know where it is. It's closed. And uh, it says right on the main page, hey, we have a bunch of new online services, including driver's license renewal. Uh, see if you can do that here. And I did click on that and I got real excited <coughs> because because it's a government website, of course they have you fill out everything first before they tell you anything. So I filled out all these forms, took like five minutes, and then uh, they say, oh yeah, you're not going to be eligible to do this online because you have a uh, vision restriction, like they want to do the eye test for you at the place. Mm. So why is government so bad at not understanding, like, hey, first, maybe list the types of people who won't be able to do this so they don't fucking bother applying? Well, you know that 90% of the people would be like, oh, look, there's some stuff to read about eligibility. I don't, I'm not going to do that. And then they'd click through and then they'd be even more pissed off. Uh, like, it would help it, me, though. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be any skin off their nose to help me out in this way. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. The government's bad at just about everything. Yes. We're in the middle of the government shutdown, which I'm sure is resolved by the time our listeners are listening to this. Yeah, everyone it's been resolved be by everyone dying. Episode comes <laughs> out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. We arrived at the same uh, depressing but obvious <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> Well, I mean, what else really? There's really no... No one has yet proposed another end to this scenario. Yes, that's true. Not even the people who uh, caused it on purpose. Yep, so. So that's great. Uh, Yeah, so Um, online forms are terrible, and I know, Matt, you deal with IT stuff a little bit, but it's just so irritating. (laughs) And, for instance, the thing where you fill out your uh, birthday, it wants you to find it on a calendar... So you have to scroll back through the years instead of just fucking typing in your goddamn birthday? That is yeah. the pitch. I, I so, started to feel old as soon as online forums made me scroll uh, up to find my birth year. So this yeah. is something that I, that I went over at my uh, corporate retreat I was at this past week. We were going through some customer feedback forms and like trying to figure out what we could incorporate and what we could safely ignore. This next thing is going to be one that we put in safely ignore, but the the question was, uh, can you guys make the search button on your website more prominent? And we've gotten this every year for the past, like, ten years, to the point where we've made the search bar the first thing on the page, bigger than everything else, right in the middle, and it flashes saying search. I literally don't know what <laughs> we could do to make it more, like, it's no longer a matter of, like, Hey, could you guys do this for me? But like, the question is legitimate: Is could you do that? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, it's a um, it's it's the acquiescing to that request is why Google looks how it does. Yeah, well, I guess that would be good. This is always the problem that we have with our website, and I'm sure every website deals with this in one way or another, but. Half of the people complain that we don't have enough features, and the other half of the people complain that there's so much stuff that they can't find anything, and those are mutually exclusive. We can't do both of those things. Uh, So the problem is that the interface is bad, and the people using it are bad. (laughs) Yep, everything's bad. Yep. Do they teach internet literacy in schools yet? No. And also, everyone who has a real job is a million years old. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, there are people who are uh, younger than me who do not know how to use uh, websites also. That's true. And I think that that (sighs) is going to... It's already a problem that everyone, like, over 40 or over 50, like, 90% of those people just, like... Oh, website? What's that? I don't... I've never heard of it. How do I get onto AOL? Uh, one I feel of, like uh, that's the one upper hand we have on them, though. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give that up, necessarily. But, like, it's already a problem now. It's gonna be a big problem when the same amount of people who are young also don't know how to do it. No, that's the only thing that our generation has. Like, we are the ones who were... I've I've said this many times before, but I feel like the internet to us is like cars were to the baby boomer (laughs) generation. We're like, baby boomers know how to do shit to cars. I don't, and I never will. But baby boomers absolutely do. I feel that's going to be the case with websites. Like, people younger than us will, will have gotten to it when it was already all built, and people older than us never thought it was important. 
but we, like, cared about when it was happening, how it all came together. Okay, but, like, number one fan of the show... Everything changes faster than we can keep up, though, also, is another problem. For Our instance, f- with cars, baby boomers can't fix current cars anymore, because yeah, they got goddamn true. computers in them. Yeah, but they just buy very old cars. I guess what I'm saying is that when we get old, we're just gonna go back to GeoCities. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to get one of those colorful IMAX. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited to only play Game Boy Pocket in 2030. <laughs> You're you're kind of joking, but I know you probably will do that. Uh, no, I don't know if Phil listens to the show, our friend Phil, but he plays almost exclusively on a Game Boy Color without a backlight. That's how yeah, he does that's, his gaming. Like, I didn't know... Uh, nothing against Phil. Obviously, I think Phil's great. I didn't know he could get more hipster, but when I saw that he posted that, I was like, you've reached a new echelon of being a hipster. I think that <laughs> there are just some young people who are real Luddites. Like, Phil's 28, and number one fan, uh, our friend Chris, is 27. Chris still has an AOL email address. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm pretty sure it's listen, illegal my... to use AOL. <laughs> My fiance has a Yahoo email address. I totally understand this. However, uh, well, the smart thing to do is you get your Gmail address and then you keep your AOL address and you give that to businesses that want it. your uh, you want your email address and then it's just the dumpster for all that uh, junk mail you don't want. <laughs> I have two email addresses because I have the one that I set up when I was in high school and so it is named after a song I liked in high school, <laughs> uh-huh. which is the dumb thing that everyone d- did. Yep. Uh, and then I made one for business that is, like, my actual name, and I wonder if they should stop letting people make email addresses in high school, I guess. <laughs> Probably. I mean, well, now you have matt at coolmemes.biz. That's true, yes. <laughs> if anyone wants to email me at, I mean, that is my most business-like email address, I think we could all Yeah, it's read. a dot .biz! Yeah. It really is, yeah, it's business. It's serious about business. About. Yep. That domain is only for business. You can't use it for anything else. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, speaking of business, uh, I, I, as I said, I went away to a work conference this week, and I want to talk about my thing from the internet. Mm-hmm. Coming home, it's not really at all from the internet, but that's fine. Cool. Is Coming it? Ho- I feel like I've been brought to task before. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can, you guys can criticize me if you want, but I need to talk about this. I'm just going to tuck the... this away for later when I say something sure. flagrantly not online. Go on. Fine. Um, so I was in a bunch of airports doing this flight, and this is a question that's come up to me in the past, but it became much more, like, suddenly it became clear in my mind, and I now I need to ask it. You know how in bathrooms, excuse me, you know how in bathrooms there are those, like, sensors above the urinals that, like, make them flush automatically when you step away, right? Yes. I've never used a urinal for obvious right. reasons, but I, I, yes. I will say real quick, the ones in stalls often flush at random times no, throughout this is your... My... Okay. Hold on, is hold on. Is that what you're going to say? Okay. Yes, you okay. need to hold on. Let me walk <laughs> Well, up, I didn't know you were going to say that, did I? Okay, Go on. Okay, okay. In the stalls, the toilets also have a sensor often on the back that, as Louisa said, don't work super great, especially if you like lean forward to get something out of your pocket or something. Uh, they'll flush sometimes, which is always horrible. Yeah. But I realized this week, is there ever a time when it would be good? Like, if you're using a toilet, sitting on a toilet, and then you get up, you don't want the toilet to flush immediately because you need to use toilet paper yeah, then. Yeah, that's very irritating. So you're gonna have to flush it twice anyway. You're, all you do, it's... 
It cannot be a good... It cannot be more efficient. So That's crazy. They had toilets like this at my old job that would flush Mm -hmm. automatically and blast toilet water clear up my (laughs) asshole every time. It's called a bidet, go on. And I hated it. You worked at a fancy Japanese toilet store. But because the sensor was on an outcropping from the wall and not embedded in the wall, I just covered it with toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. And then it wouldn't go off anymore until I took the toilet paper off and flushed it manually like an adult. But this is my point. No matter what, you're going to have to flush it manually. Every solution to this problem involves you eventually flushing it manually. So why have it automatically flush at all? Because some people just don't flush. Yeah, people are yeah, terrible. But, I mean, that's true, but I, I then you're just going to see someone's used toilet paper in there, and that's still mm, that is that's disturbing. <laughs> uh, I'm also annoyed with these modern toilets that have like a power flush. So what it does is it creates a perfect <clears throat> vortex where it swirls around the toilet paper and manages to avoid sucking it away entirely. Yeah. It, like, oh. keeps it in this perfect whirlpool as all the rest of the water disappears. So, how did they manage to do that, is what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Also, they had, um, because I was in San Diego, and I was on this weird, like, peninsula in the middle of, like, the water or whatever, so they had those low-flow toilets with the two different buttons, where oh, you right. select, like, wh- right. how, how heavy-duty your usage of this toilet was, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's pretty. That's a pretty rough decision to force somebody to make. <laughs> I mean, if you're just, I feel being, like you probably know, don't you? <laughs> there's two things that you do on a toilet and two buttons. And oh, one when of the I'm buttons, in a hotel room, I do everything on like the toilet. Yeah. Extreme use, and the other is minimum usage. So I like, feel like a lot of things in life that people want to describe as two extremes, two binaries, are not actually that. They're a spectrum. But this one, I feel like, is two yeah. binaries. Do you need that light button or do the you need to- that heavy button? The toilet binary <laughs> is very real, Matt, and you need to adhere to it. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying I was sitting on the toilet peeing and eating pizza at the same time. <laughs> I and some don't pizza like fell this. in there. <laughs> oh, you were God. sitting down, you needed to get the pizza closer to the toilet for you to pee? <laughs> I feel like it would be so much easier to eat that pizza standing up and peeing. Uh, when you're in a hotel room and you have nothing but time on your hands, you sit down to do everything. <laughs> you sit down on that toilet just because. You don't even need to go yet. You just have a few hours to kill. This is horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize your life had gotten to the point that you are eating on a toilet, which I have no, never I done in my entire life. Uh, I was in a pretty bad uh, depressive period, and sometimes I would just go into the bathroom because there was a heater in there. <laughs> it's not even a big thing, though. Like, listen, when you're in a hotel room, the entirety of the space you have to play with is the bed, one foot space around the bed, and the bathroom. I don't so, like that you call it playing. You know what I mean. <laughs> I so, never like, know what you, you mean. Unless you're going to be outside of your hotel room in your free time, which is something a crazy person would do. You just stand in the hallway uh, and ask if anybody walking by <laughs> wants to share a pizza with you. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. Or if there's only one chair in the entire hotel room and it's the toilet, that's your option. That's where you go with. Uh, that is depressing. 
Well, that's life. You could that's... sit on that little luggage rack in the closet. That would be exciting. A <laughs> <laughs> whole change of atmosphere. Uh, I think I need to start doing yoga or something because I think the real thing they're trying to get you to do is sit on the bed. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I can sit on a bed for more than two minutes without being in agony for the rest of the day because lay my down. body is so inflexible. I can't lay down to eat pizza, Jeff. What? What's wrong with you? Are you broken? <laughs> That's what the, that's, pizza is like the main food that you can eat while laying down. I disagree. What are you talking about? I also about? disagree with that. Yeah. You just lay face down, prop yourself up on your elbows, and get to chomping, bud. That's why they put that little plastic uh, tray. That. That's to put your forehead on while you're licking the top of the oh, So you don't run out of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you said that crazy thing I was going to say. It's true, guys. Genetics is real. You're out of luck if they if they use a dough ball instead of that little uh, plastic table, though. What? That'd be nice and pillowy. <laughs> Some pizza pillow. places use a dough ball instead. That's the joke I was making. Oh, I see. But uh, yeah, you're, it would slowly collapse over time, and then you'd suffocate. Is the only problem. Yeah. You, well, that's why I said you're out of luck. Well, oh, that, that just puts a, bad. a time clock on the challenge of eating pizza. You better eat all that pizza before that dough ball deflates and you suffocate. <laughs> That's what, is this what competitive eating is? <laughs> Essentially. You're competing, competing with time. The Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's the time trials <laughs> mode of a video game, but for pizza eating. Yep. Uh, and if you don't eat all that pizza, the Grim Reaper comes and visits you instead of Santa Claus. That's what we. And if you do eat all that pizza, the Grim Reaper also comes and visits you. <laughs> yeah, the house always wins, you guys. <laughs> oh, it's that uh, the guy who rode the horse to the other city to avoid death, and death said he was going to meet him there anyway. Except yeah, I can't it's about we pizza. Keep, we keep writing these wonderful Twilight Zones. <laughs> this is. This was like the second episode of this show we talked about how they should reboot the Twilight Zone and we should be the writers. And we've proven that over the past 90, however many episodes, 98 episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking it's lately. It's a crime that instead they're giving it to a different, very talented person who actually shows an aptitude for this sort of thing. That is criminal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking earlier today that I wanted to talk about genuinely doing some kind of uh, Twilight Zone ripoff audio drama. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We, I, we absolutely sure could we write that this accidentally. Two years ago. Did we not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. We I think to... we talked about actually filming it before, and then we were like, oh, wait, that would require effort, so let's not. You're right. Uh, but doing it in audio form would be easy. And I bet if you just listened back to the episodes of this podcast, you'd come up with like 70 episodes worth of plots. Mm hmm. All right. Pizza so, on the toilet was one of the morals that I learned. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? Uh, what, what do, let's let's look at my calendar here. Today's uh, January twenty first. You're, dat- you're dating this episode. It's going to come out in two weeks, and our our listeners are going to be Ooh. so perplexed. That's fine. Let's try. Let's set let's a deadline. Have a business meeting during our podcast. <laughs> no, huh? it's fine. It's great. Let's set a <laughs> deadline for us to have ideas in each other's inboxes for February fourth, two weeks from now. Let's just, Do they have to uh, be Valentine's Day themed? Yes. Uh, they don't have to be, but you are welcome to write erotic Twilight Zones. <laughs> oh, God. So there's all so the Twilight much, Zones, then? There's so much promise in the area of erotic Twilight Zones. Mm-hmm. Would it be called the Twilight Bone or the Erogenous Zone? 
Oh, uh, definitely mm. erogenous zone. <laughs> okay, that's so cool. that's so subtle, though. You don't even know what it is if you're the it, average idiot. What? What is? <laughs> I mean, like you don't get the connection to the Twilight Zone. Oh, right. That's true. But also, did the Twilight? Does the Twilight Zone actually mean anything? Was that ever a phrase yeah. before the show? It was meant I, to be like it's not day, it's not night, like it's the in between, which is where all the things happen because they're all weird and. Uh, I think unrealistic. it was. Just meant to evoke the, like, to put you in a mind of liminal spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's just, it's just, uh, like, word salad. I mean, it's yeah, just of creepy words. Yeah, it's come up, Someone come up with a list of 50 creepy words and we'll put two of them randomly together. <laughs> oh, now you're in the jack-o'-lantern uh, closet. Ooh, I got chills. <laughs> The lantern closet is good. Now you're on the Dracula moon. <laughs> Guys, watch too. out for the skeleton cemetery. No, that's too on the nose. Well, that's yeah. normal cemeteries, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, what well, if they put the signs up that just said skeleton cemetery in front of all the... Uh, and, then, and then when somebody cemeteries. tries to get buried there, you're like, I'm sorry, this body isn't a skeleton yet. You, have to you send need to it, fix this. You have to skeletonize your grandma before you can put her here. Yeah. You can't have her buried you... in the bone garden if she's not bones yet. I'm going to leave you in this room with the piranha tank and you guys figure it out. I'll be back in 20 minutes. The piranhas are just all like fat and like, oh, please don't. <laughs> not again. Uh, yeah, you guys make fun of me for eating on the toilet, but every piranha <laughs> eats in their toilet. Think about it. Yeah, just piranhas, though. No other fish poops in their tank. Yep, that's yeah, correct. That's true. Dolphins are holy creatures. They never poop. <laughs> yes. Uh, but <sighs> my actual thing from online that I was thinking about that is uh, that I've recently felt creatively reinvigorated because I decided to reformat right. my other podcast. Hooray. Sort of. Uh, I just recorded the first one, and I'm talking to uh, whoever will be on about... Uh, local legends. I just talked to someone about uh, their college ghosts. Uh, Matt, we went to the same college, so we know all about our college ghosts. Louisa, I don't know what your situation is. Did you go to a college that had ghosts? I don't. I'm sure it did, the University of Delaware, but I don't know any stories about it. But I do know a local ghost uh, sort of story. Ooh, what yeah. is it? Tell us here. Save it for the jack o' lantern closet. Yeah, save it. It's, it's just about a, a Revolutionary War soldier's grave that's nearby. Oh, Guys, fun. if we do do an audio Twilight uh, Zone ripoff... Can, yeah. <laughs> um, Toilets. It, this is the do, toilet episode, it's the worst. If we, do end, if we do end up doing that, can we please name it after that two words that I came up with while I was saying them, jack-o'-lantern closet, because I actually think that's great. <laughs> no, because that gives an expectation of, like, hokey Halloweeniness to it, and I want it to oh. be, like, uh, creepy in a good way. Well, Matt, what's going to be... That is oh, your sorry. writing prompt for this Twilight Zone episode, because your title oh, yeah. is Jack-o'-lantern closet. <laughs> What's going to be great about this, if we end up writing it, though, is that I feel like it's going to be a lot like the original Twilight Zone, where people, different people wrote every episode, and it will range in the spectrum from 
serious and actually upsetting, which is what Jeff is going for, yeah. and so goofy that you cannot take it seriously possibly at all, which is definitely <laughs> what I'm definitely going to go for. I'm definitely okay. going to go for the genre of Twilight Zone episode that was apparently the easiest to write, which is a premise that would take you one paragraph to explain, <laughs> but they make it a 22-minute episode. <laughs> yes, that's I thought true. you were going to say the most prevalent episode where someone is secretly Hitler. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the most prevalent episode, which is where everyone looks the same, so they only have to pay two actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of extras in masks dubbed over by the same two people. Have people yes. put on stage productions of the Twilight Zone? Because in, in retrospect, a lot of those episodes really seem like they were meant to be stage productions. Some when of was... them are adaptations of plays that I mm-hmm. have, uh, I know, Makes have sense. been staged. When I was in middle school, we went to a theater company in Delaware that was doing stage versions of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, mm-hmm. and it Whoa. was so good, and that's a great idea, but I don't think anything ever came of it. Hmm. Now we need the, to steal um, that idea. What's the one? The, the monsters are coming to Maple Street or something like that? That is uh, that is was yeah. originally a play. Uh, I always get that one confused with the one where everyone freaks out because they can't all fit in that one guy's uh, nuclear bunker. Oh yeah, that one's really messed up. That has Grandpa Joe from uh, (laughs) Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That one gets (laughs) mad racist so fast and you're just like, whoa, I didn't know this was going there. Yeah, which is pretty amazing considering like that's real life and they uh, did it and they put it on regular TV way back when you thought TV didn't handle that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I, I I was thinking about, when I watched that, I was thinking about how um, the Twilight Zone really, like, paved the way for Star Trek. They're sort of, the they're sort of, like, conjoined twins, I think, in that they were both sort of just like, well, we're just gonna have a, ri- a different weird thing happen every week, and that gives us permission to, like, push the envelope super hard on progressive ideas. Yep. And they had the same I, cast. Yep, I was just gonna say, they players. both hired they both hired uh, <laughs> William Shatner in prominent roles. And Leonard <laughs> Nimoy, show. and uh, George Takai. Listen, there were only four TV shows on in those days. <laughs> That's true. So. That's true. You, if you had a contract to work at CBS, you were on all of their shows, including <laughs> old-timey Sheldon, uh... That's it. That's the only joke I can come up with. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've been having this... You, you've been getting your groove back by having an affair with a young podcast format, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've felt creatively reinvigorated. Um, and I'm hoping that this new format uh, is something that people will like, and also that won't be too incredibly difficult to make. <laughs> I have trouble writing non-fiction, uh, so presenting, like, here's a thing that people say in real life, rather than being like, here's the story of an elf that shoots arrows at the sun, uh, <laughs> is much more difficult for me, because I have to, there's some groundedness that I have to keep. I can't just be like, here's all of my imagination. Now, are you going to intentionally go and try to tear down that lying piece of shit Aaron Mankey, or is this... <laughs> I was no, going to no. say, when you write nonfiction, all you have to do is say, there was a real Bigfoot, or was there? I mean, who knows? Nobody can say for sure. <laughs> like, And then, you've done it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I don't want to eat Aaron Mankey's lunch. I just want to talk to people about the things they've heard. But I also can't be like, 
And obviously, none of that was real because ghosts are fake. Because that would be really <laughs> mean to the people I have on. So it's going to be a, a weird thing to uh, navigate. All yeah. you need to do, I think, is to not be a lying piece of shit like Aaron Menke is whenever people say things that aren't true and have since been proven to be untrue, is to be like, are you aware of the fact that, like, science has proven that not true? <laughs> like, <laughs> that might make people not super thrilled to be on your show. No, I don't but... want to do that at all. I just want to be like, hey, is there a ghost story from your town? Tell it to me, and then I will put it on a podcast. I guess, but it always... Like, we talked about this on Facebook, Jeff, um... I went to a place called Devil's Alley uh, with some friends in college uh, because we were like, you know, it was supposedly this neighborhood that got shut down because there were Satan worshippers there and they performed a human sacrifice Where and then everyone this? got arrested. It's in somewhere in central New Jersey. Okay. Um, but we drove out there at midnight and we're like walking around and I don't believe in ghosts. So everyone else was really freaked out. And I was like, oh, it's a shame that all these nice houses are like all dilapidated now. I bet you could make a nice neighborhood here. Um, but anyway, what, and everyone was like, yeah, this is totally true. You can look up police reports that show that these people were arrested. And I guess no one had, because I did as soon as I got back to the dorm and it was shut down because of radon. (laughs) So now everyone's got radon poisoning. <laughs> yeah, no, radon I would mean... never poison you. It's a noble gas. <laughs> <laughs> poison like, is underhanded. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the nobles never poisoned each other in Shakespeare plays every one of those. Touche. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So that's the thing that drives me crazy about mm. a lot of ghost stories is when people are like, no, it's really true that this really happened and there's evidence. And then you're like, okay. I, I I will believe you. Let's go look at the evidence together. Oh, I've never actually looked at the evidence. I just know that you can. Yeah. Like, no, you can. I was Luckily, just thinking today about the world of modern electronics are really messing with the ability to say that things are ghosts. Because mm-hmm. I turned my TV off. I was done uh, playing my game for a while. And I got up to go do something else. And the TV came back on. And I was like, oh, god damn it. And I turned it off again, because I know it's an electronic malfunction, and never for a second did I think, oh no, it's a ghost. Whereas, I don't know, 20 years ago, I would definitely have thought something like that. (laughs) When I was in college, I went on a road trip with some friends, and we were staying in a hotel in Rhode Island, and they both went to see The Ring, uh, and I decided not to, because I didn't want to see that movie, so I just went and got dinner. And then we went to bed that night, and... In the middle of the night, the TV turned on by itself, and both of them freaked out. And I was like, what? It's not a big deal, you guys. Like, what had actually happened is that the walls were so thin that the um, the remote controls, they weren't infrared, they were radio. And so it turned on our TV when the person next door turned on their TV. It was not a good hotel. But like oh, that is great. That is the worst thing that could happen after seeing the ring. That's perfect. Yeah, apparently that's extra bad. But uh, they were like, like crying. They were so scared in their bed, and I was like, "You guys need to calm down." I mean, I don't believe in ghosts either, but I am very susceptible to jump scares IRL. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, but when your TV turns on to static, like. I don't know. I guess I haven't seen enough of the right t- type of horror movie, but that never makes me scared. I'm always just like, it's static, oh, it's fine. Matt, all of the scariest types of horror movie involve the TV being turned to static. 
The Ring, <laughs> Candle Cove. Uh, I've never seen The Grudge. The probably that one. Has that? Yeah, the uh, Poltergeist. The Exorcist is a good movie. Candle Cove sounds like a nice restaurant to go to. It's not as spooky. Or maybe There's a, a puppet that Disney grinds ride? you up. Can you imagine, like, oh, we just did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, let's go over to Candle Cove now. Yeah. The line would be so long if they just accidentally named something that. And, like, even longer if it was an officially licensed Candle Cove experience. They would make dark so ride. much money if it was a dark ride that took your photo, and then you buy the photo for some ridiculous price afterwards, like $30. But it was Candle Cove, and it said Candle Cove all over it. So many ironic purchases. Ah, oh, they would be raking also, in the cash. Also, if they were smart, they would start the rumor that every 40th ride, a ghost would jump out at you. <laughs> or I think whatever that happens they in should, that movie. They should have a horror-themed uh, dark ride where it takes your picture and they Photoshop in like a ghostly hand on your shoulder. Um, they they 100% have that. <laughs> Wait, does, do they do that for Haunted Mansion? Mm-hmm. Also, yes, is Haunted do. Mansion dark? Yes. yes. Of course it is! <laughs> of any ride that would be a dark ride, why wouldn't the Haunted Mansion be a dark ride? I don't know, I thought it was like bathed in blue light or something. I, they use that, that amazing um, Phantasmagoria uh, effect where you're going through a hallway and you see yourself in a mirror and then there's a ghost next to you because it's actually a mannequin that's being lit from behind the mirror, which is actually see-through. It's a great effect. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty clever. Um, I will say, though, Jeff said a horror-themed ride, and there's mm-hmm. no way that anyone could argue that Haunted Mansion is horror-themed. <laughs> I don't know. I would say it's horror-themed. The Those bride ghosts are with a like... beating heart who tells you she hopes she sees you again soon? That would scare the shit out of me as a kid. I guess, but most of the ghosts are like, Hi, I'm the ghost of a friendly hobo. Do you have any beans? <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Yeah, because it is designed to be in a kid's theme park. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, well, uh, what I was, what Nightmare I was Before say... Christmas is horror-themed. It's not scary, but... <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is that they also used to have a ride called Alien Encounter that they mm. since oh, got that rid of. Oh, that was genuinely scary. But that fucking terrified me! <laughs> That's why it's closed. That's why it's a, it's a Lilo and Stitch ride now, is because it was too scary. Yeah, it was so scary. The first time I ever went to Disneyland, Disney World, that that ride was there, and I went on it, and then I was, like, too scared to do any other rides for the rest of the day. Yep. I was, like, nine. That is the only ride I have any memory of uh, from my first trip to Disney World. I remember, like, a bunch of ones from when I went for a senior trip in high school, but from my trip as a youth, I only remember Alien Encounter. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. Uh, well, I mean, it just, it's the only one that stuck with me, because the rest of them are crummy. I guess oh, I sort of remember It's a Small World or whatever. Big Thunder Mountain is my favorite roller coaster, and it is a wonderful ride. I don't know if I've actually been on that. I went on the Rockin' Roller Coaster and the Tower of Terror, which are both incredible. Oh, man. I hate can that Tower have... of Terror. I love can... the theming. Not anymore, because can... now it's Guardians of the Galaxy themed. Yeah. No, it's not Not in Disney World, only in Disneyland. Wow. Oh, good. It's coming, it's I bet. Still, it's still Tower of Terror at Disney World for the time being. And Until I really they lose get... that Twilight Zone license. Yeah, I yeah, really want to get down the there before they get rid of it one more time, yeah. because it's great. Anyway, um, can we talk for a second about how amazing the Aerosmith video before Rock and Roller Coaster is? <laughs> yes. Where they're like, they're like, we gotta get you to the free show we're doing, and like... They're, like, talking to you. Oh, my God, it's so good. I think at one point he he says, uh, 
we can't forget about our fans! And he makes, yeah. like, the weirdest hand gesture. <laughs> it's, like, halfway between, a like, a Hang Ten and uh, that awful Dane Cook the Shocker joke gesture that he loves, yeah. likes to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, he must have been on so much drugs. So much drug. <laughs> the one drug Is- that he liked. <laughs> If I remember correctly, the premise of that ride is you're on a studio tour with Aerosmith, mm-hmm. and you're like an Aerosmith huge fan because you're on a studio tour with them, mm-hmm. and both you and Aerosmith have forgotten <laughs> that they have a show that's starting in five minutes? Yeah. Yep. Is uh-huh. that right? Yes, that's pretty much it. And then you go on the highway, and uh, he says he sings Love on a Roller Coaster at you. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, that was the, the, like, only roller coaster, the first time I went on a roller coaster and enjoyed myself was Rock and Roller Coaster. I went twice in a row. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great ride, and I wonder, was that the last thing that was made before Irony? (laughs) Yeah, there's not a hint of irony in there. There really isn't, like, obviously you, the rider, are, like, rolling your eyes the entire time, but it's not ironic at all. Yeah, and my love of it also is not ironic. My love of the theming is ironic, for sure, but the ride itself is good. Your love of the roller coaster, if you will? (laughs) No, boo. I I went on the Hulk coaster right after, and that one's really good, too. I don't remember the Hulk coaster. I think that Mm. that one was very short-lived. I don't enjoy a roller coaster that's all about physics and not about the theme, and all those ones that are just a bunch of steel girders, no thanks. Nah, the Hulk one is themed. You get strapped in and you're going to do an experiment to uh, control the Hulk, and then something goes wrong and you hear the roar of the Hulk as you're launched 60 miles an hour above Universal Studios. Mm, The one I've seen, I haven't ridden it, but the one I've seen was just a bunch of steel girders outside. Oh yeah, it's a bunch of steel girders outside, of course, because (laughs) you you're not the Hulk. You're the no. theming. No. <laughs> this is not what I'm looking for. Have you guys uh, done the Transformers ride? I don't know how recently you've been to the Universal no. Studios. No, it's been since uh, senior year of high school, 2006. So I went on the Transformers ride with a guy I work with who's a couple years younger than me who really loves the Transformers, and I was like, fine, whatever. Ooh, movie themed or. <laughs> Movie themed, yes. Okay. Um, and it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's so deeply entrenched in the lore. It's one of those ones like the Back to the Future ride, where you like sit in the thing and then they just project a movie and then the the car you're in moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so entrenched in the lore that I wasn't, even, I didn't even notice the the ride moving because I was so confused about who all the characters were. <laughs> There were so many That's robots great. with weird names, and you were in a robot, and your robot had a name, and people kept referring to it, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, it's me! <laughs> My I'm robot that. has a first name, it's T-R-N-A-S-F-O-R-F-E-R. <laughs> I think uh, Universal's huge mistake is tying everything to a movie, where uh, as a lot of the best Disney rides are like, hey, we're just gonna send you on a tour. Oh no, something's going wrong. I guess we'll have to make you go through this terrible part to get out. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like, I grew up with that as being what rides were, and so that's cool. If you were an adult and, like, they were just creating theme parks and every ride was themed around, oh no, we fucked this ride up so bad, it wouldn't you be like, what is happening? 
Oh, cool! <laughs> I've got to go get to marketing. test a. I get to test a brand new type of race car here at the test track. Amazing! <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no! <laughs> oh, they're so fun though. Those are so good. And the the one guy who's in the control booth, who's always like, "I know I'm not supposed to let you guys do this part, but I think you guys can handle it." <laughs> You're like, "Yes, yeah. we can handle it! Yay, we love it!" Hooray! <laughs> yeah. I always like the tour guide uh, on the Jaws ride. Uh, I had a really, really good one. Like, he was very animated and totally bought into it. It was like, it, guys, it's going to be fine. The shark's not going to attack us. <laughs> yeah, you need to have a tour guide who is willing to, again, completely free of irony. I think that that is so, so important for a tour guide at one of these theme parks that they, uh, like, buy the theme of it completely and mm-hmm. pretend that they think it's real. Yep. Yeah. I once had a guy who ushered people onto the Carousel of Progress, which is the one where you watch animatronics act out different eras, and uh, it was near the end of the day, and there were like four people who were waiting to go into this like 400-person theater, and he said, in a charming, upbeat way, like, haha, funny, but he said, oh, please come on in and just take a seat wherever you'd like to sleep. And it offended me so much <laughs> that he wasn't <laughs> bought in on how exciting the fucking world of tomorrow was going to be. <laughs> but <sighs> then he was crushed to death by the ride. <laughs> Ooh, we talked about that already, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's anyway. definitely random subreddit time, even though yeah, all I want to do... Way too long. <laughs> I super just want to talk about Disney, well, Disney World, specifically Tomorrowland, yeah. for the rest of Jeff, my life. Yes. Listen... We're definitely going to get to do that because all of our subreddits are very bad. <laughs> uh, you know I that got... in Disneyland Paris, the World of Tomorrow is Jules Verne themed? That is adorable. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> God, I want to go to that. <laughs> I wish the movie had been successful so that they weren't going to revamp the whole park. Yeah. They're revamping the park um, and the designs look like garbage. Jeff, your, the, your subreddit is one we've definitely gotten before. We haven't covered it before, but do you want me to re-roll? I got r slash fly fishing. Uh, I mean, we've voted against it. I think it's come up (laughs) twice before, and we've voted against it twice. I don't think this specific one's come up before. No, it it has. Uh, Hmm. I I re-rolled and got r slash San Jose, which we're also not going to do, so. (laughs) Correct. Uh, Do you I know got... the way to San Jose? Matt, put that at the end of the episode. Practice, practice, practice. Uh, I'm definitely putting love <laughs> in an elevator at the end of this episode. I'm sorry. See if you can find the the rock and roller coaster edit where it's love on a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know if that exists, but if it does, I will definitely do that. You might have to get um, it from YouTube or something. So I got r slash exjw, which, which scared apparently... me a lot at first. Yes, I was like, oh, it's going to be about former SJWs, XJWs. Yeah, Yeah. I I went on a little bit of a roller coaster of my own with this one, because when it came up, that's what I thought, and Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh no, this is about something else, and I thought, okay, everything's going to be fine, and then I found out that it's about people who quit being Jehovah's Witnesses, and it's still not good. No, (laughs) I like that a lot. It's not not good in the same way, but we absolutely can't talk about it. Oh no, I'm super interested in it. I love when people uh, leave cults that we don't consider cults. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is, though, that like that means that we probably will be making fun of people's sincerely held religious beliefs, and I'm not super into that. Mm, I guess. I'm I, fine I guess with I'm not into if... making fun of them openly. Yeah, I, w- I have no 
there's nothing f- like it very funny about Jehovah's Witnesses' beliefs. There's like nothing outlandish or too fanficy about it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're a pretty like oppressive organization. So I don't think that uh, any of the content will be like, I can't believe they believe this. It would be more like, I can't believe that they hurt people in this way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, Louisa. <laughs> so I got r slash get motivated, which really feels like a bolt out of the blue because I've been feeling extremely unmotivated lately. Oh, so, should we uh, do this one then? Do this this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's do this one then. Yeah, um, I will say if you are a Jehovah's Witness and you feel like you're being oppressed, it's okay to get out. We'll, we'll help you. Will we? I don't know. It's probably, uh, what's the ranking of religions that are hard to get out of? Because Scientology is obviously number one hardest to get out of, right? Yeah, number two Mormons, for sure. What about Uh, Yeah, that's, that's the debate for me. Is it harder to get out of Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness? Uh, I think Jehovah, I think it's. I think it's Scientology and then Mormon and uh, Amish. Well, Amish isn't a religion, though. Well, it's a religious-based lifestyle. I actually just I realized that I know a uh, an ex-Mormon, so I don't know any ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, though. Mm. Uh, isn't, not that we know him, but isn't uh, Donald Glover an ex-Jehovah's Witness? Yes. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, he he talks about it in his stand-up a little bit. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, about how he couldn't have birthdays. Yeah, and how he had, like, 11 adopted brothers and sisters. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. So, anyway, religions that make you do stuff that is that, like, robs joy from your life are probably not great. Mm-hmm. Unless you, unless you got too much joy, then you better feel guilty about it. <laughs> Way down deep in your heart, is that I guess? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so let's get to r slash get motivated. Yep. We'll we're so, not motivated to get there. The yep. little red alien is holding a sign that says, "Today is the day." I like that. that. You die. <laughs> no, don't add that extra part. That's how you <laughs> okay. don't get motivated. <laughs> Today okay. is the day that you live, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the banner is a sunset over a beach, and someone's walking along it, and it just says, get motivated. Is that a motivational image for anyone? That seems like a relax image. I feel like it, like, you're getting out and walking. Yeah. That's the minimum amount of motivated you can be, I think. I think maybe it's an example of what can get you motivated, like being out there walking and seeing the sunset replenishes your soul in that way. This Maybe is the type a... of generic image that is on every motivational poster. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's my point, is that I feel like a lot of things that are motivational, I'm putting that in quotes, uh, don't, I, don't, I don't see the connection to motivation. Maybe this is a sunrise, in which case this person got up very early, and that is a kind of motivation that I cannot do. Yeah, every time I'm on vacation, (laughs) every time I'm on vacation near a beach, and I'm like, oh, they say dolphins are out at sunrise, you should get up for that, I set my alarm, and then I turn it right back off when it goes off, because that's (laughs) crazy. Yeah, I, for this, when I was in San Diego this week, there was like a a. 6am walk that everyone was invited to go on, and I actually went one of the mornings. Absolutely not. I did, I got up and went out one of the mornings, um, and I walked the, it was like an hour long walk, we walked a super long way along the beaches, and we watched the sunrise, and that was nice, except 
when we were walking off the beach, I tried to step up onto, like, one of those sand cliffs, and it dissolved under me, and I fell on my ass, and I got all wet with seawater, and it was 6 a.m., and I was like, this is God telling me I should never have done this. I was gonna say, an hour walk at 6 a.m., you'd want to go back to your room and be like, well, I need to take a nap now for four yeah. hours. <laughs> Sorry, is the giant egg sandwich restaurant an hour away? Is that why... <laughs> Do they uh, close at it's eight thirty, and you have to get there early? <laughs> See, I was a real, I was real smart with this though because I did it my first day in California. So jet lag made me feel like it was nine thirty. Mm? Mm-hmm. Pretty clever. It's true. Um, anyway, so there's twelve million readers for this board. Maybe the most popular board we've ever covered. No. Uh, I close. I don't, I can't think of another think, one that is... I think Star Wars Collecting had 16 million, didn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. Maybe. <laughs> that cannot be true. Think about how many people would just casually follow this board. Maybe. Um, uh, 1600 using it right now, and then a whole bunch of rules and how it's heavily moderated and no posting on weekends because they moderate everything, which seems pretty smart for such a uh, popular board. I love rule number seven, though. Uh, rule number seven. Titles must be safe for work. Not safe for work posts must be tagged. What would an NSFW uh, motivational post be, even? Swears. That's... It would have swears in it. Oh, damn. That's so much less exciting. <laughs> what if it's uh, like, look what I can do now with my genitals. Look at these cool <laughs> penis tricks. Aren't you motivated now? <laughs> I couldn't do this last month. Check this out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do think it would be a great idea to have, like, you know, get out there and learn some penis tricks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, If it said that, I would be like, what tricks? But the fact that you've brought it up so naturally, I already, I can, (laughs) in my mind, be like, of course, you know, all those tricks. I'm saying if you made a book that was like learn to do penis tricks in 90 days or whatever, not only would people buy that because it's amazing, but no one would admit that there was nothing in the book because they would never admit they bought it. <laughs> it would just be blank paper inside is what I'm saying. Yep. That's fine. Pretty good. People are only buying it as a gag gift anyway. That's how most books get bought, I'm pretty yep. sure. Yep. Why would anyone buy a paper book? Um, I'm looking at the top posts of all time, and I hate it. It's not motivational yeah, at all. I also hate it. <laughs> it's a guy who, uh, basically grew up in poverty, um, and graduated from Harvard. And, like, that's great, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel motivated that someone yeah. who is, like, hardworking and, uh, hardworking enough to, like become a person who can graduate from Harvard has to also, in addition, be hardworking in all of these unrelated ways because it costs money to go there. I think that there are probably two types of personalities out in the world, and the minority of people are the ones who read this and they're like, yeah, if this guy can do it, anyone can do it. Like, we can all achieve. And the majority of people are like... Well, fuck, I'm a piece of shit compared to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I guess I'm garbage and I never should try to do anything ever again. Yeah, plus every lazy, entitled response to any talk about social inequality uh, is going to be, oh, well, you know, you just need to work harder. Like this guy, oh, his uh, laptop broke and it took him 150 minimum wage hours to get a new one. So he just like extra worked extra hard, even though he's already in college. Like, no, that's not a good solution. (laughs) 
don't say that that's fine just because you didn't have to do it. It makes you feel good to say, oh, you look, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. it's <sighs> like he shouldn't he shouldn't have to work 150 hours at minimum wage to have access to the internet. Like, the UN declared that a universal human right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like when you see those people who are, like... <laughs> putting themselves in that box in those online debates, and they're like, well, I don't understand why people need to have free college. I didn't have free college, and I was a single mom, and I worked 75 hours a week, and I never saw my kids, and I only went to school, and then I almost died, but I ended up in the hospital, and I paid all my bills myself, and it's like, this sounds terrible. Yeah. Why? That's not a good thing. You should not want other people to have to go through this. Yeah. Ugh. Plus, it feeds into that wrong uh, narrative that that's all you have to do. Like, oh, if you just work twice as hard, you'll have the money to do this. When, in fact, you would have to work, like, a hundred times as hard, actually, now, with the way things are. And also, the people that say those things are never like, and now I own Google. They're always like, (laughs) and now I'm barely solvent. Yep. (laughs) Good. Good job. (sighs) You worked ten times harder than... uh, anyone on Wall Street ever has in their life every day for the last 50 years, and somehow you are still owe them all of the money you have. Yep. Let's not talk about that. We're supposed to be motivating ourselves for this Okay. (laughs) Motivation. The second one is someone with uh, cerebral palsy doing uh, powerlifting, which uh, falls into that category Matt mentioned of like, well, I don't have a good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, this guy can do it, and he has much more difficulty um, using his body in this way than I should. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think, for me at least, I feel like athletic motivational statements are the least motivational, because it's like, I don't care. Like, oh, this guy has run a marathon in every state in the United States. Like, that sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. Cool. He's, that's that's uh, how far is that? Thirteen hundred miles or something? Yeah, you did it. Good. So, um, uh, are enjoy we enjoy your new hip? I guess are we motivation proof? The three of us. We're yes. Out? I've never been motivated in my life except by when my brain chemicals are randomly like, "Hey, it's time." Yeah. Agreed. Same. Okay, but here's my. Uh, belief. I think everyone is motivation proof. I think other than the, the very stupidest human beings alive, like, no one is ever looking at a cat poster and then they're like, you're right. You know what, poster? You're right. You I will hang it. in there. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh man, this picture of a tree in front of a sunset really convinced me that bad thinking is really the problem that's making my life bad. Like, no, no. So... No one is- what does motivate you guys? Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of what motivates me. I guess small successes motivate me. I mean, if we're being real, the thing that motivates me most when I'm working on just about anything is someone being like, hey, Matt, we need you to do this. No one else can do it. Yeah, that, that helps. Then I'm like, fuck yeah, I can. I am the one who can do this. I... I perpetually feel unmotivated, but, like, if there's other people counting on me, then I have to do it, obviously. I just, like, have to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I've tricked myself into, despite not particularly uh, always feeling like it, getting that 
goddamn podcast up every week for uh, <laughs> however long my streak is now. It's like, I don't want to do that, but all those people, they would have to go without their uh, third favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Could you write uh, messages on Gideon that are like, do it for me? <laughs> would that help motivate you? <laughs> yeah, I'll put, I'll hang up, I'll put, hang it up at my office. Yeah. Pictures of Maggie Simpson. Stapled to Gideon. <laughs> that would be a pretty funny motivational poster to have on your wall. <laughs> Just like, oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this for my baby. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's me, Homer Simpson. <laughs> I'm not delusional, it's real. I'm really him. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's a post on here, there's a post on here, and I'm not going to go into it, but the the title of it is, Sometimes the Best Motivation is Knowing That People Are There to Support You. I don't think that that's true i don't feel more motivated when there's people around i'm always like please stop paying attention to me while i do this thing yeah agreed i hate that people are sharing tweets by tommy wiseau and being like this is so pure and motivational because he didn't succeed he set out to make uh the great american film and made a movie that everyone agrees is the worst movie that's ever been made and then he went on stage at the golden globes and got made fun of to his face by a millionaire movie star and like he seems to be having a great time but i don't want to have the time he's having (laughs) okay but counterpoint can you imagine how great your life would be if you were as Im- immune to criticism as Tommy Wiseau is? <laughs> That's true. Pat yeah, Oswalt had a great bit about that, about the movie, The uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats People, and he's like, I have so much trouble trying to write a script, and this guy got up every day and worked on it and got it done and got it made. Yeah. Oh, how do you get that kind of motivation? I mean, the thing, the thing for me that is unmotivational is definitely the fact that I remind myself every time I start working on something that I probably will fail. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> the fact that not only does Tommy Wiseau apparently not have that voice, but other people explicitly say it to him constantly, and he's always like, ah, oh, you joker. <laughs> like, fucking, I, I want that. Yeah. I want that power. That would be pretty good. <laughs> it's like he knows he knows it's bad and that everyone hates it yeah i don't know if he and knows. he still goes to showings of it and is like my fans you all love me for how bad i am at making a movie yeah i'm not so sure he really knows i think something's wrong in his brain <laughs> i think there's just nothing controversial <laughs> yeah. that i say there i mean he's <laughs> He's probably, like, a sociopath or something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you read in the newspaper tomorrow that he had murdered people and eaten parts of their bodies, you wouldn't be that surprised, right? I'm genuinely shocked that we're this many months into the great Hollywood sex creep outing and no one has said anything about him. Well, because people are outing people who no one thought was a sex creep and (laughs) everyone always knows that he is. That's fair. Uh, no, maybe it's the same reason no one has come out against hearted. Howard. It's the reason, same reason no one has come out against Howard Stern. Like, yeah, he's... wait, those are those different guys because they look the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is yeah. it just guys who look like that? They're all creepy. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> if you've they... got long black hair and sunglasses, you're a creep. Yeah, slash, watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot about the the OG. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> that's like being like, hmm, are people in uniforms that say the army on them? Or are they all in the army? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I like this one that says just don't give up, and it's an image post, and it's a, two screenshots from Star Trek The Next Generation of Captain Picard saying, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. That's good. Yeah, but do does any of us really believe that? Uh, I mean, there's a yeah. difference between how I feel and what I believe. I believe <laughs> that. I have just never, ever felt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I fail at anything, I'm always like, well, there's definitely something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's, it, that's a, like, the thing, the good philosophies in Star Trek are the things that we all aspire to uh, actualize in our own lives because we believe in them. But it's impossible to feel that way when the world is so bad. Do you think that Patrick Stewart is constantly uh, judging himself for not living up to the example of Jean-Luc Picard? No, no I think that he might be a better person than Jean-Luc yeah. Picard. I feel like he's always living his best life. Whatever dumb thing he's doing, he's doing it the <laughs> most he could. Yeah, that's true. He's he is like another person that I feel like is just completely bulletproof. <laughs> the world cannot harm Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man, I really hope that he doesn't uh, have some crime that he did come out in the two weeks between recording this and when it <laughs> posts. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hope not. He's always been strongly outspoken for feminism, though, so I'm hoping that. Yeah, helps. but so was Aziz Ansari. Oh, God, though. you're right. Oh. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I'm I, I'm hoping. Uh, fingers crossed, because Patrick Stewart like witnessed his mother being abused when he was young. That like changed him in the way where he's like, well, I will never treat other people that way. Well, I I don't know that much about it, but a lot of people have been talking lately about how Sam Neill is also that way, of just sort of like, he's always been genuinely respectful and pleasant to work with, mm. and he never talks about anything other than just having a nice time. Mm. And that's pretty ra- restful also. Yeah. I'm also uh, automatically slightly... Uh, less suspicious if they're not American. Is that weird? <laughs> it seems like it's I, much more likely that someone will be a creep if they're American. I feel like especially British people are too polite to commit sexual abuse. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> terrible. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Obviously, I don't actually believe that, but... <laughs> but you feel it. <laughs> uh. No, that's not what I was actually going to say. What I was going to say is that I feel like that uh, these like older British folks are are much more concerned with social norms and thus less likely to uh, force women into situations they're not comfortable in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know hopefully. what the standards are anymore. But hopefully, yeah. Yeah. This is why everyone should be as emotionally and physically repressed as us British people. (laughs) I actually genuinely like this one. It's sweet. It says, it always gets better, just keep pressing forward, and it's an image. And it's a highway patrol officer uh, talking to someone who is uh, about to jump off of a bridge. And then the second picture is... uh, The highway patrol officer jumping into the water because he knows that George Bailey will save him. Yep. No, it's... um, (laughs) It's the uh, guy who is considering jumping off the bridge giving an award uh, to the officer from the American Foundation for Suicide. 
Oh. And the guy He's who was going to jump uh, is now married and with two kids in the second photo. I think that's really sweet. That's, yep. I think not, that that one not is gen- super funny for our comedy podcast, but you <laughs> no, know. but it's genuinely motivational. And we've been <laughs> trashing a lot of the motivational posts here, and this one there's a, there's is a one that good... I'm like, yeah, I I think that's good. There's a pretty good one uh, uh, that's called "Someone Believes in You," and it's a little comic of a guy saying, I believe in Bigfoot, and then he goes out to the woods and says, you can do whatever you put your mind to, and then Bigfoot is there crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I like this one on the bottom of the first page for different reasons than motivation, because it's a big beefy lady picking up heavy weights. Oh, Jeff, your fetishes are (laughs) destroying this podcast. (laughs) Or they're improving it. (laughs) Uh, you wish that it was you getting picked up by this sexy, uh, lady. Actually, I don't know if this person is big and beefy. She looks like she's maybe five feet tall. Is that better or worse for you? I don't... It makes no difference. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> as long as I can be murdered. <laughs> is she... I can't really see the flies... Of, oh, I guess that's an American flag. For some reason, I thought that... Oh, there's a Gadsden flag next to it. Yeah, because it's a weightlifting. Isn't that flag associated with Australia? We've definitely talked about this. No, it's it's an American thing. Okay, it's similar to the uh, snake cut up into pieces one. Yes, it's. I don't know why it's always associated with Australia. I guess because it has a snake on it, and that's where snakes are from. Yeah, that's true. It's it's very similar to the Strong Badia flag, also. Every snake, little known fact, every snake was born in Australia. Yep. Also, they're just born like every, hashed. Just like every rose has its thorn. <laughs> yep. Uh, Put that so song the best... at the end of the episode, man. <laughs> no, I'm already <laughs> doing Love on a Roller Coaster, apparently. <laughs> if you can find it. Um, so a depressingly large number of these are uh, quotes just from people. Sometimes overlaid over images that, like, I I just don't, I just feel like that is such a, uh, lip service version of motivation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I actually feel kind of bad about this, but I had a friend on Facebook who, uh, every single day would post a different motivational quote over, like, a picture of a tree or a picture of waves or whatever, and then one time, as a joke, I posted a picture of a tree, and the quote in front of it said, uh, no one's life was ever changed by a quote pasted over a picture of a tree. Mm. Uh, and I think she got really upset. <laughs> I have but, someone, like, I, I know someone who posts, uh, motivational quotes they wrote, uh, over images like that, with crediting yeah. themselves at the bottom of <laughs> oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> oh man. Wait, wait, are you friends with Tony Robbins? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why I feel so good all the time. <laughs> <sighs> that's so, also why you were hypnotized into believing Gwyneth Paltrow is attractive. I think that's what happens in that movie. What movie? Yeah. What? Yeah, I know Shall- what you mean. Shallow How? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. That, do- that is what happens in that movie. Tony Robbins plays himself with <laughs> mystical powers in that movie. Have uh-huh. we talked about this before? <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I love to bring up Shallow Hal uh, as, like, when other things do a similar thing where someone's perception of reality is warped, even though 
in nearly every case besides Shallow Hell, it's a horror property where this is happening, and it's not comparable <laughs> I, at all. I think you could make a very good argument that Shallow Hell is a horror property. Yeah, it's the horror of Jack Black being subjected to having to date someone who's as fat as he is. I was going to say it's the horror of Jack Black being a leading man in a romantic comedy. <laughs> Gross. I was going to say it was the thing. horror. I was going to say it was the horror property of people who are absolutely terrible somehow having loving relationships through magic. Mm, Jack Black is good. Mm, no, he's not. He's not. Oh, his character in that movie is terrible, but I like him oh, as a yes. person. Yes, he as a human being is great, and he's oh, okay. been in a lot of very good movies. I thought you were saying I don't agree he's character. great. He's way too desperate for attention, and I hate that. Well, I think that he delivers good performances pretty much every time, even in movies that are otherwise kind of bad. Yeah, you gotta meet him on his own terms, Louisa. He's I won't. Good. I will not. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Like, uh, he's good in Goosebumps, a movie that is otherwise completely horrible. You like that guy from, um, Singing in the Rain who does that dance where he falls through walls all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he's Jack Black. That's just Jack Black. <laughs> he is not Jack Black. He has a talent. Jack Black has no talents. Jack Black what? is a, Jack he's Black an extremely... as a rock and roll musician. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's a talented singer, uh, and he's very good at physical comedy. Like, mm. he's got a whole lit... He's a, at least double threat. He's no. very good on uh, Mr. Show. Well, in that one Jeepers Creepers semi-star. No, he's good in that. He's good in the, the joke, the musical, where he's the farmer and Ugh. the devil, no, no, he's not. He's good as that expert on donkey basketball. <laughs> he's all right as that. Yes. Anyway, he's good as that kid who says that he wants to take a field trip up his up Dave Bob Odenkirk's butt. I thought that was uh, oh, no, Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn says it, but then uh, Jack Black is the one who like votes for it. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, whatever. Podcast over. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. All right, guys. Well, I hope it would be really funny if it just ended there. (laughs) (laughs) I I have been thinking lately. Like we do plugs at the end of our podcast, as Mm -hmm. if any of us have things that people would care about doing. I do. Do you? I have another podcast that's way more popular than this one. Yeah. So, what is the point of plugging it on your less popular (laughs) podcast? Just to. direct all possible ears to the show that people like more. Uh, I guess so. I don't think there's anyone who listens to this podcast that doesn't listen to that one, but... Anyway. Yeah, that's probably true. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway. This um, is the better show. I should specify. I like this show more. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, you got that new format. You're gonna become famous. Yep. Also, yeah, you maybe. only like this one more because you don't have to edit it. <laughs> I also still like it more, even when I do have to edit it. I found that I like this show more on the episodes I don't have to edit, because I don't have rage in my heart from having lost an hour of my life making it happen. Uh. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, if you guys like this episode, please come back next week. Be sure to uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. Uh, We very much appreciate anyone who is spreading the word. It's super duper helpful to us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. Uh, I'm on Twitter at kamikazepilot. I'm on Twitter 
J3FK, Instagram JeffJK, Snapchat JeffJK, Patreon.com slash JeffJK. It's JeffJK most places, except Twitter, where it's J3FK, because I couldn't get JeffJK. And I've been trying for years to make my Twitter handle as short as possible, and that was the shortest I could get it. Uh, I wanted to get JJK, and someone was camping on it for like nine years, and then someone else managed to get Twitter to give it to them, and that sucked. Anyway, Well, now it doesn't matter how short your Twitter handle is, because they made it, they ruined the platform by making it 280 characters. I've only gone over on one tweet, and it was a reply. (laughs) Yeah, this is my character of the people who who constantly complain about everything on the internet all the time. So, everyone then. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Jeff is dead. <laughs> no, I said I was done with my things, but you were already making oh, okay. farting noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just the general background noise for our podcast. Fart noises. <laughs> yep. You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird or on Instagram at Louise Aaron. All right. Thanks to the folks who've been uh, talking about us on Twitter. Uh, let's see who we got. We got Cooper, as per usual. Thank you very much, Cooper. Always out there Thank spreading you, the word. Uh, thanks to Tanner, thanks to thanks, Tanner. Skirk Lee, thanks to Gareth Hopkins. Thanks, Gareth. Uh, thanks to Pokemaniac Steph. Mm, thank you, Steph. Turner. <clears throat> thank you, Turner. As always, thank you, Turner. Uh, new follower on Twitter, Wayward Inmate. Thank you very mm, thank much. You. She's been listening since the beginning, uh, but she just got on Twitter, so. Yeah. Well, I, now's I the hope time. You find Everyone's your... complaining about Twitter and the 280 characters. <laughs> Strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> I hope you find your way back to wherever you were an inmate of. I'm sorry that you're wayward. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motivation. <laughs> um, thanks to everyone for spreading our, our casting poll and voting in our casting poll from mm-hmm. last week. King Arthur Pendragon was the casting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Louise's suggestion of yes! Idris Elba won. Hooray! You see, uh, so- it has to be someone powerful, but it has to be someone with the melancholy of knowing that they're going to be killed by their own son. I also think that Louisa has stumbled upon the secret to winning this game, uh, which is every week she picks the person who uh, the internet most wants to have sex with. <laughs> of course. Yep. And oh, no, I won movie. with Julianne Moore, though. <clears throat> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, but the field was Julianne Moore, Alan Alda, Oprah Winfrey, and Bette Midler. I think Julianne Moore might be the person on that list that <laughs> uh, yeah. most wants to have sex with. What about Alan Alda? <laughs> yeah, yeah Alan, Alan Alda, Alda. for sure. Uh, wow, Taryn Egerton got no votes. <laughs> I, out of the I think no one knows who votes. he is from his name is the problem. Yeah, we should have just said the kid from Kingsman, and people would have been like, ooh, all two people vote for him. <laughs> oh, if we're going to uh, complain anyway. about Twitter, how come you can't do a poll with pictures? That makes me mad. Yeah, that would make this a lot better. Anyway, Taryn Egerton was the the wild card. I came in second place with my suggestion of Eddie Redmayne, and Jeff came in third with, place Tom, with Hardy. Tom Hardy. Are people tired of Tom Hardy? Is he over? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so anyway, if you see that, that casting poll, please retweet it, spread it around. Even folks who don't like our, uh, or don't know our podcast, or like our <laughs> podcast, I guess. Um, don't say um, that. You're supposed to be uh, positive about things. Well, you know, either way, if you spread it around, hopefully it'll get people to listen to the show so that they can hear us talking about our fantasy casting. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, please spread it around. Hopefully that will help people get into the show. So we, we really appreciate you voting, and we really appreciate you retweeting those polls. 
Oh, um, uh, don't follow any more people on the Seeing Reddit account, because it is at 69 following, and it should stay there. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you, Jeff. I've never followed anyone on the Seeing Reddit account. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I only ever log in once a week to put up the casting poll, and then I get out and vote on my own uh, option, and then I never look at it again. <laughs> I pretty much never log in either. I always just go through WordPress to post the episode. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I, you used to like keep up with the maintenance on that account, and I feel like you're not anymore. And I guess me? I need to start more. Yes. Oh man, I I'm... I did nothing ever for that account. You'd like favorite it. stuff for people and all. Oh yeah, sometimes by mistake when I still have the Twitter <laughs> app. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at some of the tweets at us, and uh, Skirkly posted uh, this pretty accurate description of the three of us. Jeff, horny and ashamed. <laughs> Louisa, horny and not ashamed. Yeah. Matt, Matt, not horny and ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's us, for sure. Yep. They, Thank you, Lael. That's one of the tweets uh, that you'll have to delete when running for public office. <laughs> that's fine. Wait, I feel like not horny and ashamed is the perfect way to run for public office. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, no, not you. I meant uh, Lael, who posted it. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, okay, well, I hope you guys like the show. Please come on back next week. But in the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read those comments. Because I follow some of our fans now. If they like, would, if they followed me on Twitter, they seem cool. I'd follow them back. And some of them, like, they have such specific interests that were topics of boards we covered early on. I wonder if that's how they found the show. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wonder if we should. If somebody stumbles upon our podcast because they're like, "Oh man, I'm a fan of Star Wars collecting," mm-hmm. uh, like they're gonna hate it. We don't talk <laughs> about it at all. Yeah, actually, which that's w- not a good example because we talk about Star Wars. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Which um, which was the the board we got where they posted our episode and they hated it? Uh, Forever Alone. Yes, perfect. Yeah, that, uh, I hope that we have a ton of those fans who hate listen. Yeah, I uh, I've been re-listening to old episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me, and obviously, I don't think our podcast is anywhere near as good as theirs. But I do like that where their podcast tried very hard to not uh, offend or upset the worst people on the internet, uh, I like that our brand is that we want to. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely hope... uh, I had some... I was bad on Creepypasta. uh, In my rambling intro one time, I was like, and 
if you support this politic thing, uh, and you're driving your car listening to this, drive it off the road and into a river and buckle your seatbelt and don't get out of the car. <laughs> um, and then someone commented on my Patreon like, hey, could you not do that? And I just deleted the comment and will continue to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes wonder, because definitely on this podcast at least once you said that you thought we should all go and kill the president. <laughs> Yeah, probably. No, definitely, you definitely did. It was when we were talking about some kind of drug, and it was like, the best way to make friends is to do something illegal together. And you were like, yeah, let's all go and assassinate the president. And I, was, I sometimes think about that as like, I, if if I continue to be a part of the resistance and this government does become an autocracy, that will definitely be the evidence used to put me to death. 